0: Live from the Tech Talk studios in the nation's capital and the heartland of America, it's Tech Talk.
1: Well, it's that time of the week. It's time, probably one of the best times of the week for you because it's time for Tech Talk. I'm Brad Koss, my co-host of the Data Doc of Talk. I call him Dr. Jay Greenstein. Washington, D.C. is his home base, up there with all the other big wigs. Jay, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Jay, buddy, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing great, man. I am super excited because in a week, Brad, we're going to be at FCA, hanging out together, doing more podcasts, getting on stage, and we're going to see all of our great friends, like one of our amazing guests who's here with us tonight. Exactly
1: exactly you know i'm looking forward to it uh we're going to do some really unusual things Uh, um, compliments of fca and uh, i'm really looking forward to the you know i like new innovative ways to present educational stuff i have said in my share of classes teaching them where you got the guys in the back row sound asleep or playing on their computers and you know i i just i'm all about learning and teaching and uh I just, I like it now in the environment. We can harass them if we want to, you know, and just call them out. So, you're good at poking the bear, man. You poke
2: the bear. It's good.
1: You know, poking the bear is one way that I found that you get people to talking about the scenarios and uh the ethics class you're talking about i really poked them strongly man and but it ended up people came to me for a day and a half after that saying that was one of the best classes i was ever in you you guys you know hit it well and uh that's it they'll remember that more than anything else is because we did that we made them part of the experience that's what i'm all about So listen, we have a great guest today, a a leader in this field that's been around for a very, very long time, Uh, part of owns and leads an organization that I think is critical to this profession. And he's now expanded beyond that core principle into some other pieces. Why don't you introduce our guest, Dr. Wayne Wolfson today, Jay?
2: It is my pleasure. So today we have us uh, with us, Dr. Wayne Wolfson. Wayne, I met years and years and years ago at the Chiropractic Summit meetings. He was there representing NCMIC, one of the most important companies in chiropractic, and we just became friends. And what I what I what I learned about Wayne very very quickly is that he is extremely authentic. He is extremely caring for the people in 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 the profession, for the people in his circle, for the patients that we serve, for the providers that. NCMIC takes care of, and he is extremely caring about our profession. And so it's an honor. Um, I, I don't see him anymore on camera, so hopefully he's still there. Wayne, are you there?
3: I am here. I'm here, and I can see both there you are. and Brad. All right. And thanks so, thanks so much for your very, very kind and generous comments, which I would echo back to you. Uh, you are a, uh, an icon in the profession, to say the least.
2: Well, thanks, Wayne. I really appreciate that, especially coming from you. But let's let's get into really how you grew up in this profession. Like, how did you become a chiropractor? And then how did you ascend to one of the most important positions in chiropractic?
3: Well, thanks, Jay. You know, I guess we all have our own special journeys. But I grew up in the suburbs of New York City, just outside and graduated high school there. And it was time to go away to college my dad and my two older brothers had both gone to Johns Hopkins. And I decided over the years that it just wasn't going to be the right place for me. So I ventured off to the University of Tennessee, which was an unusual place for New Yorkers in 1970 to go. But it was a great opportunity for me to see a little bit more of the world and learn a little bit more about some people who might have different views. And I just treasure my my four years at the university there. During my uh, undergraduate years, I was a psychology major, and I'd had a really good experience with an optometrist, interestingly, in New York City, and was thinking that I was gonna go to optometry school. And my parents had a friend who was a chiropractor. They really didn't know anything about chiropractic. But when he heard that I was considering optometry school, he said, why don't you come and see my clinic, see what we do? His name was Val Pasqua. and His name still is Val Pasqua. He's 95 or 96 years old. He practiced in the Bronx. And during a summer vacation, I went and I visited his office I was very impressed by hearing Dr. Pasquin seeing the results that his patients talked about, and as a result, I ended up applying. In those years, his recommendations were, well, you go to maybe National, or you go to CMCC, or maybe you go to Palmer. So I went out to National and I looked at it. and. You know, 1974, it was, I believe, about 300 students. I graduated high school with 700 students, and I was graduating college with 25 or uh, a school that had 25,000 students. And I hate to say it, but the reason that I chose Palmer was because it was larger And uh, I know that National and CMCC are wonderful institutions that I have great respect for, but I'm also very proud to be a Palmer graduate. So I went off to Palmer in 1974, went straight through, graduating in 1977. And upon graduation, I really would have gone anywhere, I was kind of, you know, I'd done my time in Tennessee, I'd done my time in Iowa, and now I I had no real responsibilities um, in those years. You know, one thing that, that was wonderful for us as students was that tuition was not what it is today, and I had worked all the way through school. And I came out with no loans and really would have gone anywhere. So what I did was I placed an ad in Chiropractic Economics, and I still know what it said. It said, highly motivated, recent Palmer graduate, seeks associateship with partnership or buyout opportunity. That was my ad. And one week later, I received a telephone call from a gentleman who was in Winter Park, Florida. His name was Joel Grossman. And we chatted and he said, well, you know, I know that you're uh, you're taking your boards now in Florida because it was a place that I was going to go in those years. As you remember, you had to go to every state to take a board. Um, But anyway, I met him on a Friday. I was a week out of school. We talked between his patients uh, for about two hours And at the completion of the interview, he said, well, if you'd like to talk again or if you'd like to give it some consideration, why don't you give me a call next week? I said, I don't need to think about it. I'd like to talk again. So I came back on Monday. I was actually on my way to my college roommate's uh, uh, wedding in Hilton Head. I came back on Monday. I met his wife. And on Tuesday... He said, why don't you come into practice with me? So here I was a week out of school with the thought that I would have gone anywhere. And I ended up in Winter Park. So I joined his office. Uh, Again, he was a national graduate, had been practicing seven years and really had a very nice practice that was growing and growing. And he needed someone else to assist. Well, he paid me $150 a week. I was probably overpaid. Uh, at that time for for what I knew. and But I learned a great deal, and we had a great uh, experience together. He and I practiced together for 15 years. He was true to his word. I became a 50-50 partner. But after 15 years, we were kind of started going in different directions. And I decided, we decided that I was going to leave the practice. We had also opened three other practices during that period of time as or- as the Orlando area wow. was gr- was growing, and um, we were successful with them. So I left the practice, and I was committed to uh, really the, the downtown area, um, which was four miles away, downtown Orlando, and you know i had grown my practice by just becoming involved both in the community and in the profe- in the profession so you know with within the profession i started doing things being a member of the central florida chiropractic society and chairing that group and along the way uh, i was appointed by governor childs to become a member of the florida board of chiropractic medicine where i served 11 years uh, several of those years as chairman Um, and and being a part of that i also had the opportunity to serve on the federation of chiropractic licensing boards ultimately serving two terms as president of that during that same period I also was a member of the National Board of Chiropractic Examiners for 6 years was a CCE site team examiner so I really had great opportunities to learn from a number of people you know and and mentors um, and uh, also when I, when I completed my service on the board I was appointed Uh, by the governor to the Florida Patient Safety Commission, which was established by the legislature to help prevent medical errors, to identify uh, things that would be beneficial. So that was a multidisciplinary group of MDs, DOs, DCs, uh, dentists, insurance companies, nursing uh, professionals, hospital executives, which, again, was another great experience. And with all these experiences um, within the profession, I was also fortunate enough to receive some awards from organizations, the Florida Chiropractic Association, Chiropractor of the Year, all those things that we do. But with that, I also became involved in my community because that was the way that I knew that I could grow my practice. So what were the organizations that I did? I was a volunteer kind of guy. I just kept stepping forward. So I became active in the community, whether it was on the board of the YMCA, the Orlando Museum of Art, the Orlando Convention and Visitors Bureau, and ultimately became the chairman of the Orlando Chamber of Commerce, which was a big deal for a little business guy. Because here it was, you know, I had maybe 10 employees and most of the people who were on this board were people who the Sunbanks, the large organizations, Disney, uh, Florida Hospital, Advent Health. I remember going to a Disney to a retreat for the chamber and speaking with a gentleman. He was new to the board. I sat down next to him because I wanted to make sure that he was comfortable. And I told him, you know, a little bit about myself. And I said, you know, I've got 10 employees and I'm a chiropractor. I said, what do you do? He said, well, I'm the chairman of Advent Health and I have 28,000 employees. So, you know, these were just great <laughs> opportunities. These were great opportunities for me to interact with people to help me grow my per- to help me grow my practice. And quite honestly, these are the people who ended up becoming my nearest and dearest of friends. So like everyone else in, in the profession, I continued to do continuing education, trying to learn more, whether it was an acupuncture certification or a nutrition program or uh, doing the uh, orthopedics program. So those were just wonderful experiences for me, Um, you know, and then as you talk about the FCA and those programs, I think about all of the programs which I enjoyed where I learned about practicing, whether it was at Parker, being someone who used to go three times a year always, whether it was in dallas or miami or las vegas or chicago or san francisco i would always be there um, and learning from those speakers along the way many of which who you know um you know larry markson uh david singer lloyd latch chuck gibson kirby landis dom laforte noel lloyd uh guy reekman joe felicia um, you know, just people who we've known along the way. So I just feel very, very fortunate in having had those experiences both in practice and in the community, as I think that those were the skill sets that really assisted
1: me as I've gone through my journey. I mean, you obviously at the time, did you realize that you were beginning to step into the role of a leader that you become today? Was that the intention or did, was it just happening naturally as you started evolving into the community and, and, and diving beyond that local chiropractor?
3: You know, I really think that it, it happened naturally. I really had no intentions of these things happening, but I knew that I wanted to really grow my practice and grow my community. I love my community and these were things and ways for me to do it, and I love being involved in and I truly enjoyed the people. Um, as I said, some of my dearest and closest friends came about as a result of, of some of these things. You know, uh, another experience w- with the Chamber. So, a- as I said, you know, this is mo- large businesses. Unusual for a guy who is a chiropractor who had 10, um, 10 employees would end up being the chairman of the Orlando Chamber of Commerce, which was the fifth largest chamber in the country. Um, and meeting those wow. people gave, you know, gave me an opportunity that someone who had preceded me as a chamber chairman was starting up a new bank. He had been the chairman of a large bank in the South and they sold off that bank, and he decided that he was gonna do a community bank. So we had had a good relationship, I guess that he thought that I would be a good person to add, and I became a a board member of a community bank that we started, Uh, we built it up, we combined with a couple of other banks, it became a billion dollar bank that we ultimately sold off, and uh, I'm happy to report that after their non-competes went away last year, we, started, we have started another bank um, here and, you know, we're into it a year and, and doing quite well. So, you know, it, it's just kind of the fun journey. Um, that I tell my 27 year old son, you know, now that he's out of college and, and doing his thing, I keep saying to him, William, enjoy the journey. That's the fun part of it, whatever you're doing. So I, d- I just feel really blessed with all of these experiences. And then the experience and the opportunity that came along with NCMIC. Which again is a, a true blessing for me
1: and something that I have cherished and will always cherish. You're listening to Tech Talk. I'm Brad Cost, my co-host, Dr. Jay Greenstein. Our guest today, Dr. Wayne Wilson. We'll be right, right back. Come on back.
4: Spreading the love. Ah! You're listening to the Tech Slot. It's, it's Tech Talk. Talk.
5: So we all feel it. Rent or dining out, gasoline, or movies. As a matter of fact, the dollar is not going as far for a whole host of reasons. And it's impacting everybody, regardless of your financial situation. Did you know that 38% of the overall population is having to reconsider how they're spending their money just to afford the healthcare they need? And if you break it down further, 26% have actually delayed the healthcare that they need including going to see you, the chiropractor. So here's what we need to know about the breakdown in demographics. You would think that someone who's making $120,000 or more would be continuing their care right now, but the actual number is 18%. 18% of that group is actually putting off healthcare. And that's a group of people making six figures. When you take that same information all the way down to a group making 40,000, that number is much higher. It's closer to 40%. So it's never been more important than now to make sure you've made it easy for your patients to come see you, that you have choices for them, and you understand what they're going through at home. We wanna make sure your practice thrives during this time, and we encourage you to learn about what Health USA can do for you and your practice, and making it easy for patients to see you and continue care.
0: Stop. Follow, follow, follow. Hit that follow button and spread the love with Tech Talk.
2: Hey everybody, this is Dr. Jay Greenstein. This is Jay Greenstein. With me today is Dr. Jay
0: Greenstein. And Dr.
3: Jay
2: Greenstein. The world around us, and healthcare specifically, is changing at an exponential pace. Chiropractic is perfectly positioned like we have never been. Right now, today, to be more successful and to be more impactful for the communities and patients that we serve. There are all sorts of evidence-based guidelines that, th- that support the use of non-pharmacological approaches. But what I want America to know is that health doesn't come from a pill. It's our responsibility as healthcare providers to educate the community about the evidence that exists. We really need to have a private practice app, something that will help us engage with our patients in ways that they've never experienced before. The intersection of technology and quality care is where the future of healthcare is at, and I'm really excited to bring that forward in the future.
4: Starting your weekend outright with the data jocks of talk. It's TikTok.
2: What's up, everybody? It's Dr. J here, and I'm with two very good friends of mine, Mr. Brad Cost and Dr. Wayne Wolfson. You know, Brad, you mentioned the word leadership, and as you were saying that, I was thinking about the book Good to Great by Jim Collins. And he talks about different levels of leadership. And like, I've never said this. We've had lots and lots of guests on our show, but Wayne, and I say this not to blow smoke up your ass because I don't need to do that. But like, literally, you are the first person on this podcast who I would say is a level five leader. And it's defined as this, building enduring greatness through a paradoxical combination of personal humility plus professional will. And I think that just defines you, Wayne. It really does, because you are so humble. Like, I didn't even know about all these things, and I've known you for years, didn't know about all these great things that you do and have done and the impact that you're creating. And it was like, yeah, I'm just Wayne. I'm just hanging out, doing my thing. So it's just, it's really cool to see. And for those of you, especially you younger doctors, you know, take heed, pay attention, notice what a great leader looks like, because it looks like Dr. Wayne Wolfson. Now, I wanna ask you a question, Wayne. You mentioned like, about all the great friendships that you've created and the relationships that you've made through the work that you've done, a lot of it being volunteer. But I'm gonna ask you to go a bit deeper, and I wanna ask you, how does that make you feel? How does that enrich your life? So, Because I think, the, especially the younger doctors or the doctors that are not involved, but maybe you're complaining about the way things are, um, could learn something about getting involved and taking action. So maybe just share how it makes you feel to do the work that you do.
3: I feel humbled to have had the opportunities that I have had. You know, I, I almost feel like, you know, I, I was one of those guys who just wanted to step forward. And I, I feel like, you know, you know what a great Uh, What a great ride it's been. And I'm certainly no different than any other chiropractor who's coming out of school. You know, as you know, with NCMIC, we have the opportunity to be on campuses and be at meetings. And I get an opportunity to talk to students. And I can tell you, they are very much brighter than I am. They know very much more You know, and and my deal was just, I was motivated. And when I placed that ad in chiropractic economics, everything I said was really, really true. Highly motivated, recent Palmer graduate, seeks associateship with partnership or buyout opportunity. That's what I wanted to do. And that was my focus. That's where I was coming from. And that's what I was going to do. Didn't have any responsibilities. Didn't have a family. So it, it was so I think that all of those, any students or anyone, you know, anyone can certainly do what I have done. I, I think it, it's it's just stepping forward and being a friend to friend. I think about one of the, the ways that I grew my practice was around election times. I used to knock on doors with candidates. You know, they would be walking precincts on Saturday mornings looking for votes. And, you know, there were people who were supportive of the chiropractic profession in Florida. And I said, well, I'm going to go help those people. I can walk with them for a couple of hours. And those are the experiences, and that's how you establish friendships. So when it came time, when they were looking for an expert, who was their person within chiropractic, I was their, you know, I was the contact who they knew, and it served me well. And so I think any type of experiences where you are enjoying what you're doing and you feel like it's worthwhile, go for it.
1: You know, I love your story of the ad that you placed in Cairo economics. I, I if I could go back, I would I would say Wayne Wolfson, you are a go-getter. You're gonna be a leader one of these days because that's not the approach most students take. Right. And and that in its that in itself to me would have been a great indicator of of who you're gonna grow up to be and and you learned i believe early on that you it's hard to do leadership by yourself you have to have a network to do that and and that's what i i hear you say that you started building that network even when it got down to knocking on doors with candidates to 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 make those connections um that's part of the reason you've become who you are in listening to your story is you developed this unbelievable network uh wayne out there uh and it's made you You know a a, a nationwide leader you know brad and and one thing that i
3: would say with that ad i really meant it would was i would have gone anywhere where the opportunity presented itself and it happened to present itself in florida and i'm so pleased to be here you know I, i got here at the end of 1977 and have been here all of those years, and I couldn't be happier. You know, they say, go where where it, it's a vacation or where your, your life is always a vacation. I would have gone anywhere, but I ended up here, and I, I would suggest for for young people that they look, them look in the mirror and say, well, where could this be for me, and, and weigh the opportunities that are out there.
1: That's great advice. Hey, yeah, my, I just my guess I, is you would have been successful wherever you went, Wayne. That would have been my guess, because it's that internal side of you that impresses me the most—the uh, drive that you developed as a as a young doc out of school—and uh, uh, you probably could have done that in Arizona, California, Michigan, Iowa, wherever you went. You would have been successful. I I would bet money on that today.
5: You know,
3: and Brad. When I did it initially, you know, I was honored to be asked and I asked a gentleman in this community who is a very, very smart guy who's done this th- these things before. And he said, you know, there is responsibility that goes along with this. But on these banks that are community banks, is, his comment was, you go with the jockey. If the jockey is good, meaning whoever was, ru- was running it, that's where you go. And in this case, the jockey was good. We got a charter in 2007 and opened up just before the recession in 2008. So I can remember going to our wow. first organizational meeting. Our, our first organizational meeting of directors, and one of the bank directors had just come off of another bank that had been sold. And he said, you can't believe how quickly this thing is going to happen. We're going to build this bank up, and we're going to sell it like that. Well, it didn't happen like that because of the recession. But, you know, we were slow and steady and growing, and we grew it, and we combined it, and uh, it got to be a billion dollars, and they sold it. You know and now uh, now it's part of what is known as South State is the the bank company that that bank is with um, and um, and now we're working on this second bank, or I'm a part of the second bank and again, um, there's great, great leadership, and I'm proud to be a part of it.
1: You know, I learned a long time ago in business. Uh, i do a hundred percent business with local regional community kind of banks it's just i want to be able to to go and know the president you know i'm going to take him to lunch we're going to have a relationship there's been many a time i've i've made some large large loans just on a phone call saying hey hey, hey paul I, I i need a million dollars tomorrow can you help me out you know and uh, and if it wouldn't have been for those relationships, it, it might have been impossible. But they now know; they have known me for m- many, many, many years, decades, and and it keeps getting bought out. So I got a new president. It seems like every five or six years that I've got to go and build that relationship with. But community banks like that are amazing for businesses, and uh, I can I could never do it with a national bank. It just the relationship is just not there. And again, it's a it's a prime example to me that you were being a leader and you are still being a leader involving yourself in the community in that way. And
3: you know, as you talk about it, I, I have the same thing about the large national banks that we've all used, but you make a call to them and you're, you got an 800 number and then you're on hold for 35 minutes and you get someone right. in and you don't get any resolution, whereas with something like this, you can make a call. And that's why I'm also so proud of NCMIC, because NC- that's the way, that is the culture of NCMIC, is operating in a fashion where when you make a call or you need an answer, you're going to get an answer rapidly, you know, and, and so...
2: So Brad, I know we need to take a break, but when we come back, I definitely want to dive into that a lot more because NCMIC is doing some great things. So we will connect with Wayne back on that in our next segment.
1: You bet. Guys, let's take a quick break here. Uh, audience, come on back, man. you got to want to hear the end of this story. Uh, we'll be right back in just a few minutes.
0: Come on back. Listen to the future of healthcare <laughs> with the data jocks of talk. It's Tech Talk.
4: Welcome to Infinity. We have worked hard to create an electronic claims website that is simple and user friendly. This is the public side. You can log into your personal web portal here. This is your dashboard. You can personalize it to your liking here. Our main focus has been to allow you to submit and edit claims as easy as possible. You will find our claims editor and claims processing is simple to use and straightforward. Our quick action bar is where you can find your most important information. Most of these icons will take you directly to the claims the number represents. You can easily view if you have any messages in your inbox of any unread alerts by looking for these blue numbers. To view the rest of our training videos to get the most of your Infinity experience, click this icon. We hope you find this web portal simple and easy to use. Thanks for letting us serve you.
0: Stop. Follow. follow, follow. Hit that follow button and Spread the love with TikTok. And now to a tragic news story. We just learned that a chiropractor recently called his EHR company for help after being forced into yet another platform transition. And the wait times were so egregious, the doctor died while on hold. Our sources tell us he was put on hold for over 176 hours. Apparently, the staff had left early to take advantage of all the extra fees they charge. Ever wonder where all those nickels and dimes go? Don't let this happen to you. PayDC offers its all-inclusive software for one low monthly fee Backed by a team that both respects and empowers chiropractors and their staff, sign up for a free software demo below and see how Rebels do EHR. Come on! And the Data Doc of Talk, is Tech Talk.
1: Well, welcome back. It's Tech Talk. My co-host, Dr. Jay Greenstein the data doc of talk i'm brad Coss. but today we've got a great guest with us you've been listening dr wayne wolfson wayne wayne uh, has a history here that i did not know about i've read a little bit about it but uh you know as far as i'm concerned he fits that level five leadership jay and and is a dedicated member of his community his profession uh, the business that is surrounding him but way wayne i know you've got an organization and company that you're very proud of and uh uh nick mick or ncmic uh maybe there's somebody out there that just doesn't know what that is could you describe it talk about its history how you evolved that uh just lead us into the modern day and then some of the things that you're doing there today
3: Sure. And and thanks again. And I hope that everybody does know about it. Otherwise, shame on us. But anyway, NCMIC just (laughs) in 2021 celebrated its 75th anniversary that we were really proud of, of having. But we were founded in 1946 by chiropractors for chiropractors when no one would insure chiropractors for their malpractice needs. So the first office, it was was. In Webster City, Iowa, a gentleman by the name of L.M. Rogers, 1924, graduate of Palmer College, and a a few other individuals were involved in the beginning. Um, At that time, for $15 a quarter, you'd get $5,000 of insurance. We had humble beginnings. We grew slowly and steadily, and it was as a result of good management, outstanding products and services, just what we do. But we were a, what they call a monoline company. We had one product, our malpractice insurance. And over the years, our policyholders who were, were so, uh, confident and so appreciative of what we did were asking for more things. So in the 1990s and this kind of corresponded when Dr. Lou Sportelli got involved with the board and became the leader of it we decided that we needed to offer more uh, more products and services. So along with our malpractice we also offered offer long-term disability, business owners policies, general liability personal lines, home and auto, umbrellas, workers' compensation, flood, data breach, whatever the needs are for your insurance. But we also added financial service products, things that chiropractors needed in their office. So we do merchant processing. When people swipe their credit cards in a chiropractor's office you know that's something that we do we do business credit cards which are very rich in their rewards we do do business loans and equipment financing we do working capital loans and the real key on this is that we understand chiropractors we understand students who are coming out with large loans and if they came to that community bank that i'm involved with and they looked at their credit scores, they probably wouldn't make a loan to them. But we at NCMIC understand them, and we understand how their practices are, and we will generally make the loan. And what we do is it's always, two questions come up. Am I gonna get the loan? And if you're not gonna give me a loan, I want to know as soon as possible and we try and do that within 24 hours we generally fund the loan within three hours so when you're at FCA next week we'll be making we'll be making loans on the floor there for lasers for any type of equipment x-ray equipment all types of things so we're really proud of about that Um, so with that A couple of really special items about NCMIC. We are an insurance company. We are, it starts and it ends with us. We're not a broker. You know, we handle all the claims in house, beginning to end. And God forbid you ever have a claim, you want to be with NCMIC because we have the resources. And we're going to defend our doctors vigorously because it's their reputation which is on the line. And that means the world to us. So it's all about our culture. Also with NCMIC, we've been offering a dividend to our policyholders since 1996 and have returned $167 million to our policyholders uh, during that period. We offer discounts to new student, you know, new graduating students over a period of five years. Our financial strength is AM best A rated for the past 20 years. And, you know, because of what we do, we ensure most of the chiropractic colleges. So we are a, a, an, a part of the profession and we believe being it an important part of the profession we also need to assist the organizations within the profession so what do we do we support the national associations we support the state associations the student whether at saca we sponsored the saca meeting uh at our des moines headquarters last year we support the student ica the world student chiropractic association Cairo Congress, American Black Chiropractic Association, World Federation of of Chiropractic, ACC RAC, FCLB, you know, that's what we're about. We want to be an integral part. And, um, you know, there's so many examples, but I think that one which is really telling was during COVID. And um, everybody recalls the PPP debacle, where people couldn't get their PPP loans, their funds, they would contact the big banks. Well, banks were the only organizations which were making PPP loans. Our policyholders were having difficulty in getting them, or the profession was having difficulty. So we went to the SBA. NCMIC went to the SBA and became a a lender for PPP loans. Um, we were one of 12 organizations in the country which were not banks, which were approved to do that. We ended up lending over $11 million, helping 800 chiropractors who, when I see them now, say, you know, we had so many letters saying, you can't believe how much you helped me during PPP. Um, you help me keep my doors open. So, you know, that's an example of something that we were very proud of, along with the support for research in the profession. You know, we, we established a foundation in 2004, and Dr. Lou Sportelli, my predecessor as president of the company, leads the foundation. He's the president of the foundation. And Lou always felt like we needed to get a corpus of $25 million in the foundation so that we're able to generate a million dollars each year to go to research which could demonstrate the effectiveness and the safety of the care which we give. So in in the past 15 years, we've uh, awarded $16 million to research, which goes on each year. So, again, something that we're very, very proud of. You know, uh, when we were talking earlier, I said, I'm so proud to be a part of this organization. And there are so many things which are unique. But what we're there for is to make sure that we can help the profession with whatever their needs might be.
2: You know, I, uh, I've experienced this firsthand um, as, as chair of the Clinical Compass when um, I had the opportunity to sit down with Wayne and Lou and talk about what our research goals were and what we were trying to do for the profession. Um, NCMIC stepped up and, and delivered so much more than the ask. And because of that, we have been exponentially more productive. We've turned out Um, many more clinical guidelines per year because we've had the resources to pay the researchers to do this work that we would have otherwise not been able to do without that charitable give. Um, And then also I think, you know, maybe Wayne, you can talk about the fellowships at these Ivy League schools. Like most chiropractors don't know about that, but can you just share a little bit about that as well?
3: Yeah. You know, and even before we get to, to those, with the the foundation, we've always felt like chiropractors, there there's so many more and different opportunities than we got out of school for researchers to work at the VA or whatever. But we felt like there were people in the profession who looked to get postdoctoral degrees. So we've actually assisted over 50 chiropractors with their postdoctoral PhDs, which I think is just incredible. But in the past three years, we started funding uh, chiropractors who are, we have uh, three chiropractors at Yale who are, two of which are getting um, MPHs, Masters in Public Health, um, that we're taking care of, of their rides and one at Harvard whose specialty is going to be in research. So we are we're supporting those individuals um, because we think that they will advance the profession. In the future, we need to be at the tables when the discussions occur about public policy. So these individuals who are at Yale, I think, are going to be there. We're already seeing that happen. One who's graduated recently is now at at, um, working with the state of Maryland, Jay. We're really proud of that. And, um, you know, it's just been been wonderful to see the things that have happened, you know, we, we also, as you know, we helped a program at the University of Minnesota with a seed grant to Gert Bronford and Ronnie Evans that was the initial yeah. seed grant for something that is now turned into a $14.7 million NIH grant, you know, to study back pain. But there are so many different programs that we're helping with. Um, and it it's been fun to watch these things as they come about.
2: you know it's funny wayne the The theme for me that comes up is gratitude and charity. just kind of funny,
1: <laughs> man. I feel humbled uh in I didn't know all these aspects. I really feel humbled in in the things that you're making happen i mean. I knew peripherals of some of these things. I didn't know they all tied back to you. But kudos to you, Wayne. Um, Brad,
3: and I'm not a
1: Cairo, and I'm not a a
4: (laughs) Cairo.
3: And and they they don't tie back to me. They tie back to the organization and our people, and our profession. I mean, that's what makes it possible. You know, we we have the honor of insuring over 41,000 chiropractors at this point obviously that's more than half of the profession but i feel i feel like and you know when when some people say to me you know well i'm not insured by NCMIC and i say why he said well i i could save 50 bucks and i kind of look and i i say You know, but look at the big picture. Look at the things that we're doing. And, you know, and God, as I said earlier, God forbid they ever have um, a claim because you want to be with NCMIC. Because I can tell you, I've seen it. There are claims out there that we could settle for, you know, nothing, very little dollars. But it's the doctor's reputation and we'll spend anything that we need to. And we have the resources and we're proud to do it. And, you know, as I said, it's not me. It's our 210 employees who do an incredible job. It's our management team. It's our policyholders learning more about what's important with risk management. And the organization, while we've ne- while we're now at 75 years, what we're really looking at is continuing to build that intimate, that in- infinite organization, which is built on culture, and being continued to focus on what's important: our clients, our policyholders, our employees the professional organizations, as well as our community. In in Des Moines, it's interesting, we have a beautiful headquarters that was built 20 years ago, and it's, it's a unique-looking building. It's about 120,000 feet that we're very proud of, and people in the community have gone by it for years, but they never knew what happened. Well, NCMIC is now taking a very significant, prominent place in the Des Moines community where we're headquartered. And we've been named by the Des Moines uh, business record, best company to work for, best small company with a bright future, Um, runner up for best community supporting local charities, uh, identified for the inclusion award by the Des Moines partnership for our work done in DEI. So there are many things that go into this. And we're all a part of it. And we're so proud that chiro- to help chiropractic. Um, so as you can tell, I'm still a Chamber of Commerce guy. I love what we're doing at NCMIC, and I'm really proud of it.
1: yeah you, you should be I, I, yeah, again yeah as one business guy that's been out in the world i thought i had a lot of exposure joe uh wayne is just uh he is really on point yep. point. and i i you know i'm i'm not saying that uh to to uh tickle your fancy i'm saying that because you have changed a profession wayne uh you have added to a profession that probably wouldn't be where it's at today if it wouldn't have been for your and the associates that you had uh, that came together, that network piece. And, and, again, I think it goes back to that young man that placed the ad in Cairo Economics. Uh, you you showing, are showing that you were the leader that you aimed to be whenever you were a young man putting that ad in place.
3: Brad, you're, you're being overly generous again. We have a wonderful team that's done this. And I, you know, along the way, I've had many, many mentors, but none better than Lou Sportelli, who really has had a significant hand in building this organization and the culture that's made it special he's he's a special individual who really has impacted us all at NCMIC and the profession in so many ways over the last
1: 55 years.
2: Amen to that, brother. Amen to that.
1: Yeah. I look forward to the, getting to know Lou better. He and I had about a 30-minute call the other day uh, and we got to talk about many different things. He was seems like a really interesting uh gentleman also just like yourself and i look forward to getting to know him much better and you too wayne I, I you are you are my kind of person you you have integrity and um and good business sense and i think this profession uh needs that and the continuation of that in into the future which you're bringing obviously you know and uh, i understand well, jay, jay that you're making it
3: a trip up to see Lou and he told me that he has scheduled an appointment with his barber for you during the trip.
2: <laughs> Listen, if Lou invites me to come have dinner with him, I'm going to Palmerton, Pennsylvania. Like nothing's going to stop me. We're going to go eat some Italian food, drink some good wine, have some great conversation. It's going to be a highlight of my life for sure. So I'm really looking forward to it. And we're going to get them on the podcast, which is really exciting.
1: We are. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Soon, soon.
4: Glad
1: Listen, Wayne, it. I, I appreciate the time that you've given us today. This has been very informative. And I hope the audience that's out there listening to us, which is mostly chiropractic, really sing your praises for you and the things that your organizations and your teammates and have done for the profession. Uh, you know I'm just a business guy standing outside looking in trying to help in my little way that I can uh, but you've had such a major impact I, I you know I've I've got to say you you are a great leader Wayne And I, and I would say I have been truly blessed
3: truly blessed and so, some of those blessings including knowing the two of you
1: and I'm looking forward to seeing you both in Florida next week Wayne thank you for the time today Guys, this has been a great episode of Tech Talk with our guest today, Dr. Wayne Wilson, Jay. Buddy, I look forward to seeing you uh, in a yeah, week. Okay. I've got to spend a yeah, I'm spending a little time at the Nebraska Chiropractic Conference uh, here in a couple days uh, to see my friends and leaders there, and uh, then I'm going to join you in Orlando with uh, Dr. Wilson. We're going to have a great time, and I look forward to That's that.
2: Great, buddy. Travel safe.
1: I will. From my co host, Dr. Jay Greenstein, I'm Brad Cost. Have a good day.
2: See y'all.